This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. Go way, way up north, Florida. Let's go to, to the Panhandle. Let's hit it. Hey, Tim Bryant, promoter from Five Flags Speedway, man. How you doing tonight? Hey guys, how are you down there? Doing great, doing great. How you hey. guys doing? Well, we're plugging away. Uh, it's uh, it's Monday and it's beautiful. It only rains here on the weekends these days. Well, we, we, Rob and I have a very quiet night here at the studio because all the women left us this weekend and uh, this week, uh, Monday night. So uh, Cece Brooks is off and Carol Wicks isn't here tonight. So it's 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 kind of quiet in here tonight, which we're, we're, we're just loving it. Oh, know? yeah. Everything's well, just fine. We're actually uh, contemplating maybe stealing uh, an idea from some of the tracks in the Midwest and planning a, a Tuesday night special sometime this summer because uh, – our weather down here, uh, up here, I should say, you guys say, uh, is beautiful Monday through Thursday, and then, you know, it seems like it, it, it always wants to get cloudy or rainy on Friday and Saturday. Which is <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> it's like that down here, too. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's like that everywhere in Florida. It's crazy. It's what it is, and, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we, think it'll, we think it'll turn around. We've been hampered a little bit. I know we didn't have races scheduled this past weekend. As a matter of fact, on uh, on Saturday, we held uh, the first annual uh, Pensacola Country Fest at Five Flags Speedway. Uh, Randy Travis uh, uh, played, and Joe Nichols, and a, and a variety of other country music acts. For uh, you know, what was a what was a, a great first time event for Five Flags Speedway? That's uh, we way cool. up with the, one of the local radio stations and and, uh, and put that event on. But uh, wouldn't you know, uh, it was a daytime event, and uh, when the second song on the first act was. Uh, uh, going on while the bottom dropped out. We got a two-hour rain. But uh, after yeah. that, we took a little bit of a delay, and it cleared up. It was a beautiful afternoon. A few thousand people enjoyed themselves. That now, imagine cool. that. You go to a racetrack, and there's a rain delay for a concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. You didn't have to dry the track off, at least. <laughs> we didn't have to dry the track. No, we did. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, a couple of, two or three weeks ago, you know, of course, Rob's a, Rob's a late-model driver, and... Uh, uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking. They were the guys were, during the show were talking about the some of the racing at uh, the late model racing at some of the tracks in Florida, and and I made the point about you know you guys have a great late model you know great late model program up there, and uh, the Blizzard deal and of course Snowball it caps it all off. But you know Rob says so. What do they do to get all the cars? I said well why don't we just get Tim on and let him tell us. So uh, tell us how you get so many cars for that Blizzard deal and, and your late model race they just well, did another late model race the other day too and had a bunch of cars there we um uh, we certainly don't have any secrets and i mean you know i know that the asa southeast asphalt tour had a great uh, car count down at lakeland this weekend i want to congratulate tim russell he's a driver that we've certainly wanted to see you know come to five flags uh yep. one of those you know one of, one of one of your guys down there that we haven't been able to see yet of course jeff chiquette comes up uh, fairly regularly and uh, and runs really good up here. Of course, Jeff's running good everywhere these days. But uh, the truth. we we aren't doing anything special. We um, you know we we try to make you know a, a visit to Five Flags a good experience. That when they come to a to a super late model race, whether it's Five Flags or any other track, you know 
one or two, three, four guys maybe uh, are going to go home happy, and everybody else is going to be a little bit disappointed. I mean, the fact is uh, all of our racers are so competitive these days. I mean, most of the fields of cars you look at at any special event, you know, just about everybody there is a contender. And, uh, you know, so from that standpoint, you know, it's hard to hard for everybody to go home happy. But, you know, we try at least up until the time the green flag drops, make it as good of an experience as it can possibly be. We try to run an organized program and do things on schedule and let guys know what that schedule is and on time and all of that sort of stuff. You know, and, and again, I mean, uh, uh, we're not doing anything special. We have a racetrack guys like to race on. Um, it's, it's kind of a driver's track. And uh, and then the other thing is, of course, we, we're, we're fortunate to have a signature event every you know December called the Snowball Derby, and and guys come up and and uh, uh, we have a couple of provisionals up for grabs. So if they finish high enough in the Blizzard point standings, they have a shot at that. Anybody in the top ten in the standings actually has a shot at one of those two provisionals come Snowball time, and that's huge. Last year, uh, Alabama driver Dale Little uh, was tenth in the Blizzard standings and. You know, everybody else in the top ten had already qualified via either on time or through a last-chance qualifying race. So Dale wound up with a provisional uh, by virtue of finishing tenth in the blizzard points. So that's pretty big. Guys look at that. And plus, you know, even if they don't stay, you know, high enough in the point standing to have a shot at that, it gives them a chance to kind of hone their cars in for that late, you know, late-year race. Now, how many races uh, do you guys have? I noticed, uh, that's what I was saying before you, uh, you came on there, is that uh... – I noticed that you guys had like a race just not long ago that is a qualifier like for that even down the road. Is that correct? Well, our, as I said, our Blizzard series is a five race mini series, as we call it. We have a, a separate, you know, point standings for it. We we pay, you know, a, a points fund for for that uh, for that five race series, and uh, um, you know, it's it, at the end of the fifth race. You know, we take our top ten in points and starting at the top. And there's two provisional starting spots. And to be honest with you, that's probably bigger than the points fund. I mean, we have 10000 bucks on the line for, for those five races. And, uh, um, you know, we spread that out amongst the top ten drivers. But, you know, it's so big for those guys to go into Snowball Derby weekend knowing that they've got a guaranteed spot. They can, they can you know, during the snowball practice time uh, uh, on Thursday and Friday, they can work on race setups without having to, you know, make all these mock qualifying runs that are not only costly, but uh, they're time-consuming. It takes away from practice time on race setup. So uh, if you've got a guaranteed spot going into Derby weekend, why it, it's really big, and it gives you a huge advantage going into that race. So uh, besides those five races uh, up before that, is there any other big late-model races that you guys run during the year? Well, that's our only super late-model races. The rest of the time we're running the pro-late-model. Of course, you know, that's the, not, not, uh, not exclusively, but almost primarily crate motor cars. Uh, you can still run a built engineer with a two-barrel carburetor, uh, and that that level of racing has gotten so popular. Um, I mean, we're doing doing pretty well with that. And of course, the big thing is, is you know, all these uh, developmental drivers are are coming up through the pro late model ranks. So, uh, you know, I got to tell you, on a on a normal Friday night, like we'll have this coming Friday, we run a 40 lap feature for those cars, and uh, you know, we'll get 15 to 18 of them on on a typical night. Uh, uh, there's been a few races where we've exceeded 20 for those 40-lap races, but for the most part, it's a 15-18 it's a car field, and those cars are so competitive, they've just been putting on great racing. Right. You know, I, I saw Jack the other day on uh, one of the Lucas Oil series that they're running uh, their 
um, limited late models or their late model class, not the super late models, they run on an 8 inch tire instead of a 10 inch tire, which I thought was uh, kind of different and something that maybe uh, be nice if the South would kind of think of, you know, to separate the two cars because the cars are getting so exactly the same that uh, I just thought that was interesting that they ran them on 8 inch tires. Well, you know, that's not a bad idea, Rob. I mean, I, uh, 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 the other thing is that the cars, you're right, they're actually identical. I mean, and there are some guys that will swap motors and go from a pro-late model to a super-late model. It's strictly a difference in the engine package. And you mentioned something there. When we first started this division in our area three years ago, we uh, it was a little slow out of the box. Um, but our fans kind of perceived those cars as what you, what you just said, and that is a, as a, as a limited late model. And they're far from that. I mean, we yeah. try not to use that terminology. And, of course, the, the pro late model name is not anything we invented. I think it was the, a spinoff of the Southern All-Star series that, where we picked up that, uh, that, that uh, title for that division. Right. But, uh, anyway, we, we try not to think of any. These cars are, are anything but limited, even though they have great engines. I mean, and to tell you the truth, a lot of these guys are they're in pro late model racing, and that's, you know, they're looking to go from there you know, to, to ARCA or, 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 you know, who knows where else. I mean, it's a stepping stone. That some of them just skip the super late models altogether. What do you think about that? You know, I was talking to, uh, we were trying to get some information, last-minute information about the motors that were run at, the, at Lakeland over the weekend, and uh, I talked to some people from Cope's team, and uh, Travis came in third, and uh, uh, they were joking about they won the crate race because he was running a crate motor there, um, uh, against Tim uh, Russell and uh, Choquette and the rest of those guys. Well, now is that what your is that what your pro late models? A lot of those guys run those crate motors. Yeah, it's uh, it's like I say, not exclusively, but 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 predominantly uh, uh, crate motors. Uh, we buy both Ford GM engines, uh, and then the the built engines uh, uh, are you know required to run a, a 350 CFM carburetor. But uh, you know that whole engine. Uh, uh, issue, especially in your part of Florida down there, has has, has been a real sensitive issue because uh, you're kidding. Uh, a lot of Not with us. Go you, ahead, say no. what you want. Needless, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, goes without saying. We would love to have them guys up here racing, and you know the information that we've been provided right now um, uh, shows you know you know about the new sealed engine uh, alliance, and and uh, you know there's a couple of sealed engines out there that we've approved. And we and we have yet to approve that engine down there, the the fast car engine, I believe, as you guys call it. Um, but the sealed engine alliance. What is the sealed engine alliance? Uh, Rob doesn't know about that deal yet. There is there is a group of uh, uh, series and uh, uh, tours, track operators, and what have you. Um, and it's kind of spearheaded by R.J. Scott, who was instrumental in getting the ABC Body Program uh, together. Um, you know, uh, and and that has 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 been proven a success. I believe it was one thing. Uh, if you go to a racetrack with it that has an ABC body rule, uh, and they've got the proper tools and and the tech man knowledgeable enough to know what to tech. Um, I mean, you know, all of the all of the guys that are were so. Uh, uh, oh, how do I want to say it? Uh, creative, I guess. Getting advantages when it comes to downforce and stuff, and I mean, we always had two or three guys that come to the snowball every year before the days of the ABC bodies. And they would show up with something that nobody had even imagined before. And most of the time, they didn't win. They they didn't win most of the time. 
I, I, I myself, I myself, personally, my opinion about the ABC bodies and about all these other bodies, um, I race late models, and none of our tracks are big enough to make a difference, okay? Um, your track certainly uh, is not big enough to make a difference. Uh, New Smyrna may be, uh, Lakeland may be, um, but what, it's, what it did was it, it hurt car counts when you started saying, okay, you had to have this body or you have to have this motor. Um, that's just my, you know, my, my opinion because I've, I've been affected by that, you know, because you put a body on your car that's not an ABC body and then you're a guy that doesn't tear it up very often and then look what happens. You're, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're stuck to having to, uh, change the body on the car. And so I've had this, I've had this lightning light body on my car the last couple of years and I haven't tore it off. So I've just been staying away from the ABC only tracks. Well, I mean, I certainly understand what you're saying there, and I agree with you to a point. In our case, it actually did help car counts. And what, what we did, I mean, this didn't anything that we just flipped the switch on. I mean, we phased these bodies in over two years. And, uh, you know, the, the, the first year there was a 50-pound uh, uh, weight incentive to run these bodies. And then, uh, uh, you know, then we went another year and we brought the, the, the bodies back to the normal weight or the, the cars back to the normal weight and made for a 50-pound penalty if you didn't have one. So over a couple-year period, uh, and you, you may be right at a track like ours, uh, it, it, it may or may not make a difference. I, I personally believe it does make a difference, and uh, I think that's why you had all these innovators that would that would come to, to uh, you know, the bigger races. And it wasn't just here. They did it at Speed Weeks, and, and uh, in our case, they would wait till the Snowball Derby to come in with a, with a mod- modified nose piece or, or something like that, you know, left all the rest of the competitors scratching their heads. And, uh, I mean, I, I hats off to those guys because they could outthink everybody else. And some yeah. would argue that, that that's part of the game, you know, let those guys be creative. Let's see some in yes. bodies. And, 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 and let me go on record as saying I love outlaw racing. Right. You know, those, those Iceman cars that they run in the Midwest, I think those are awesome. And, uh, you know, Ben Atkinson out of Huntsville, Alabama, tried to start a series of those type cars, but, you know, I think most of the people were committed uh, to super late model racing with the current rules. And, you know, super late model racing is an outlaw class. If you have pro late models like you like, you know, they have now with these standardized motors and everything's pretty much the same. When you have the super late model class, the super late models have always been, even when they started, they were a lower car. They had them all swooped out, you know, and had all kinds of, you know, cool noses on them and stuff. And slowly. They've uh, just turned those around, you know, and uh, if they kept a little bit more of the run what you brung in super late model racing, you would see a little bit cooler car, a car that's maybe a little bit lower, something that does look Innovation. different. Just, just to keep it separate from the other late model class. I mean, that's you know, what you have now. see that sometime down the road. I mean, t- racing tends to cycle. Yeah, um, you know, I agree. Because it was that way, you know, maybe yeah. a decade ago, and, and car counts kind of dwindled and and, and then we got into this, you know, this cycle that we're in now, as I call it. And, and it, when it runs its course, and it may very well do that, then we'll probably go back and loosen it, loosen things up and, and let the innovators come back and, you know, try to change things again. One thing that we know about racing, you know, you just can't keep doing it the same year after year after year because the fans will get bored with it. Yeah, so, that's, uh, that's know, a, we're going to have to all stay creative to some degree. That's a fact. Tomorrow night, uh, Tim, we're going to have uh, R.J. Scott is scheduled to be on uh, Real Racing USA tomorrow night, uh, our live show with uh, uh, Rick Angies and myself, and uh, also uh, uh, one of the, the tech guys from uh, uh, the past series. 
and uh, some of those guys and talk about this motor thing again because it keeps coming up. And people send us emails, call about it, and you know I, I had to explain to RJ the other day on the telephone. We're talking. I said, you know, because even though Rick and I, I mean, we've done a lot of interviews with people about this stuff, uh, and we're from South Florida, but. You know, we're, we don't have a clue, and we don't have a horse in a race. We're just trying to get the information out and get all the sides heard, you know what I mean, so that people around the country can, uh, you know, can kind of get an overview of what's going on with it because, quite frankly, most of the people I talk to are confused by the whole deal. Well, I tell you, you know, here's the thing, and I'm sure RJ can elaborate on this a lot more tomorrow night, and I certainly won't steal his thunder, but there's a group that's uh, <laughs> it's not, you know, uh, uh, totally defined yet, but it's called the Sealed Engine Alliance Leaders. And uh, again, there's some 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 racing uh, series and some tracks that are that are key players in this. And of course, they're hoping to recruit some more. Uh, they've got a couple of sealed engines approved, and it's by no way or means meant to replace guys' existing inventory of of nine to one engines and. Uh, you know, it's only a, a, a an alternative, a cheaper alternative. Um, we've got probably no less right now than six, probably between six and ten guys racing in our super late model events that are racing because they could spend sixteen five for an engine, but they couldn't spend thirty five thousand for an engine. Right. So you know, and that that's the whole thing. That's what it was meant to do. It certainly wasn't meant to obsolete anybody's thirty five or forty thousand dollar engine. Uh, there's no advantage to these sealed engines that are currently approved. And, uh, you know, the thing is, it, it, it is limited, which is kind of a topic of discussion to, to two engine builders currently. But, you know, I'd be willing to bet you that if, as time goes on, more and more people kind of catch on to this, that uh, maybe some other engine builders can get in the game. In the meantime, those that aren't in the game can continue to build their 9-to-1s and probably continue to sell them, you know, as much as they ever did. Yeah, well, interesting, um, on another topic here you know i was looking at in your super late model uh deal here joey logano is like second in your points is that that's that's accurate right well bear in mind now we've only had one race it's one of five oh okay that was one out of the first okay yeah joey was running uh a birmingham alabama based car uh, that belonged stanley smith and and you know run a beautiful race that night came real close to winning it finished second he is scheduled to come back on May the 20th. That was what I was going to ask you. I believe is the day before, the weekend before, he's going to make his nationwide debut, and then that's probably the last we'll get to see of Joey Logano. I'll tell you, we had to... Uh... He really enjoyed racing down here, and uh, he was he's a great kid. He's very personable, and, I mean, he's got a bright future. Yeah, well, he, he, he you know, we had our, our guys up at uh, that were covering uh, the ARCA race for us up in uh, Rockingham. They were just... <laughs> Away, oh boy, <laughs> he took it, no doubt, man. That kid, that young man is uh, is special, isn't he? Well, he really is, and I mean, uh, you know, leave it to somebody like Joe Gibbs to recognize some young talent. I don't know where that tip come from, but uh, it was a good one. And uh, you know, he'll, uh, you know, as, as Tony Stewart decides, it may be time to move on. Why, you know, they certainly got somebody there capable of filling that seat. Yeah, well, you know, we. Uh, do, do you feel that you guys? Uh, well, y'all race on Friday, so you don't ever run up against the uh, the NASCAR Saturday night. But uh, do you think that that uh, is does have an effect? I don't. Th- I don't think we've ever asked you about that. Do you think it 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 hurts the tracks when uh, NASCAR runs on the Saturday night, or is it just another thing that no big deal? 
Boy, I tell you, you guys ask some tough questions. You know that. <laughs> that's a, that's a real topic of discussion. You know, uh, um, you know, in asphalt racing, I, I, let me t- let me say this: we've got some dirt tracks in our area that right. aren't affected in the least bit that race on Saturday nights by NASCAR uh, 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 events on Saturday night. But I think on paved track racing, you're going to have some of your NASCAR fans that that probably will stay home in front of the TV. I think it does have some effect on it. I, I certainly hope that, that NASCAR recognizes that and, you know, don't don't let too many of the tracks go to Saturday night under the lights. But uh, um, I think it would have a detrimental effect. And in some cases, when when they run the Saturday night shows, they may have a, you know, a nationwide race on Friday night, and it may have a little bit of an effect on us even. But, uh, uh, you know, who's to say? I mean, I gotta believe that NASCAR is smart enough to know they can't eliminate short tracks. I mean, you know, if it wasn't for that, I mean, guys aren't going to go from from carts to, to to cup. You know, I mean, they've got to have some <laughs> some some proving grounds for exactly uh, you know guys, and 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 so that's what we're providing for them. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's just it's, I tell you. In our area, and, I'm, and I know, I think Florida probably probably has this. Maybe California as well. I don't know, but in Florida, and certainly in Northwest Florida, we've got so many things going on. I mean, we're a, we're a tourist destination. Sure. Uh, we had a Kid Rock concert last Friday night. Uh, we had three festivals in town this weekend. I mean, you know, we've got tons of, of competition for for entertainment. Oh, it's you know, tough in Florida. You know, it's it, tough. It really is, but you know, I think it's where we all have to to uh, talk about. You know, uh, guys hanging bodies on these super late models and get creative. We as track operators have got to get creative and figure out what it is we got to do to get these people out there. You got to put a band out there during the stock car night. That's what Bobby Deal does at Charlotte County. Well, I'll tell you, I talked with Bobby last week, and, 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 and he seems like a great guy that's got a lot going on. And, and we've done some of that. As a matter of fact, this Friday night, uh, we're having our annual Meet the Drivers night where after qualifying, we bring all the cars in all, all of our divisions. It's usually 60 or 80 cars, and we park them all on the front straightaway. We open up the grandstand uh, and let the fans get down on the front stretch for about 45 minutes. And we've been been uh, uh, kind of coaching our drivers since the opening night, you know, to prepare for this night. And they're going to have all kinds of things to hand out to them. From right. Them. Yeah, that'll be good. Frisbees and koozies and candy for the kids and, and all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's really a good time. We're going to have a band playing in the background there and all that. You know, the biggest thing is, is we got to we got to let these people have a good time because uh, it's not financially rewarding enough. There's a few of them that have a chance, but for the most part, we're not going we're not going to make that many up rich and famous. Although we tell them that's our goal, we want them to be. Yeah. But, uh, bottom line is, we, these people got to have some fun out there. You know, whether they're racers or or fans, they got to come out there and enjoy themselves. Tim, Tim, Tim as we talk to promoters around the country. Um, on these shows and, and various other things, doing interviews and whatnot, one of the most fascinating things to me has been, and, and there's exceptions to this, of course, but as a rule, when we ask that question about the Saturday night effect of NASCAR racing on the local short tracks, as a general rule, what we're hearing from the northern tracks is they are absolutely, I mean, they get downright emotional about it in a lot of cases. They're much more... Uh, uh, you know, angry. I mean, I guess would be a word in some cases. Whereas the people in the South tend to take it a little more with a grain of salt, it so to seem. You know, uh, where and particularly in Florida, because I think you're right. Florida, any just about not everywhere, but just about everywhere, there is a ton of things competing for the entertainment dollar, 
And the racetrack is no different than anybody else. Yeah, and the racetrack has no air conditioning. (laughs) Well, you know, let's say this in defense of NASCAR. We need them to be America's most popular sport. When NASCAR gets the, you know, I hate to use this word, but it's no secret. A lot there's some of those races on the on the NASCAR series that are boring, and uh, but you know like California when they go to the to the to the restrictor plate races and 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 this past weekend uh, they had some some fireworks I guess you could call it at Richmond and and I mean the talk of our town is <laughs> some fireworks Houston right now uh, some fireworks that's all you call it. <laughs> But they took when, they took when, Junior's win from him, and they just let it happen. <laughs> I think the NASCAR racing, you know, is going strong. I think it it spills over to us on Friday nights and your Saturday nights. Absolutely, sure, sure it does. Absolutely, sure it does. Absolutely. And uh, you know the the girl uh, Danica Patrick winning the other day in that motorsports, uh, you know, and, and the champ cars. That's that brings more people to the racetrack. People understand that they're women racing. Well, let's go see if there's girls racing, yeah. and they go. Yeah, exactly. We've got a 15-year-old high school sophomore female driver that runs in our pro late model division named Johanna Long, who had uh, 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 been racing for, oh, she's probably got eight or ten races under her belt starting at the beginning of last season. But uh, um, she uh, had won a 100-lap race in Op, Alabama, on the same weekend that Danica won in Japan. So, you know, we kind of spun off of that story. and. And, and this weekend, as a matter of fact, we've got two uh, uh, two mothers that we're doing a story on. It'll be up on our website, and it'll be in our local paper. Uh, we've got two mothers that are racing this weekend, and we're kind of honoring them for Mother's Day. Uh, so, you know, this is not a, 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 a gender favorable sport. I mean, you know, they, they come from they come from both sides, and, and uh, uh, I think that's pretty cool. I think Danica's done a lot for for open wheel racing, and I promise you one thing. They're not wanting to lose her to NASCAR. You're having a lot of fun at this, aren't you, Tim? Well, I mean, you know what? It's challenging. I, uh, I'm a, I'm an ex-driver, and I hate to use the word ex because I never thought I was done until we started running this racetrack. And now there's just no time, and and uh, it'd probably be somewhat of a conflict anyway, even if I raced at other tracks. So, uh, yeah, but I find this just as challenging. And I tell you, we're not. And I say when I say we're, I mean my family and and all of us that that, that work at Five Flags. I mean, we got a lot of heart in it. We know uh, that, that we're not going to get rich in this business, but, I mean, you know, our reward is when guys, you know, leave and say they had a good time or, you know, want to know when the next race is and, and call us. I mean, we've got entries we've got entries coming in. I started to say pouring in, but, you know, I don't want to exaggerate, but we've already got probably 30, 40 entries for a, for a race at Pensacola in December. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we just take that as a compliment that people want to come race here, and that's kind of what motivates us to, to try so hard. That's very cool, man. Tim Bryan from Five Flags Speedway. And thanks a lot, as always, for spending some time with us here on Real Racing USA. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get back to you here pretty soon because we want to get some of your drivers on here in the next month or two and start getting some of these guys out and uh, getting them known a little bit more wider area. How about that? That'd be great. I enjoy talking with you guys. always want to invite you up to our part of the state. Thanks a lot, Tim. Take it easy, Tim. There you have it, Tim Bryant from uh, Five Flags Speedway and, uh, you know, uh, Snowball Derby, home of the Snowball Derby, the big race in December um, where they usually have 100 cars, you know, uh, registered. And uh, a challenging race course, not a real big racing track, abrasive surface. Um, 
tough on these guys with the big motors and everything that qualify real good to even win the uh, Snowball Derby. Mm -hmm.